This is Paul Jenkins, and you're listening to the Reluctant Leader Podcast. Now, I believe two things are true. One, everyone leads someone. And two, no one really feels qualified to lead anyone. So maybe you feel overlooked, unqualified, invisible. But the good news is, in the Bible and in life, the most qualified aren't always the most obvious. Hey, thanks for um, being a part of this episode of the Reluctant Leader Podcast. Um, you guys know by now that one of the things that I love to do is to interview people. And yet at the same time, I love these episodes where I can just pull up to a microphone, you can pull up to speaker, and we can open up the Bible and just have an unfiltered, unscripted conversation about God's Word. And today, I want to have a conversation about poverty and abundance the mindset behind the two of those, and some really interesting things that Jesus says to his disciples in Luke chapter 10 and also in Luke chapter 12. So if you got your Bibles or your Bible app, go ahead and open them to Luke chapter 10. And let me just start by reading at the first verse. It says this, After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Now, just to make sure that you're tracking with me, he's sending them out two by two, right? He's sending out his disciples. These are more than just the 12. These are the 72 that are following him. He's picked 72 out, and he's sending them out two by two ahead of him. So he's going to be going to towns. He's going to be going to places, and he's sending them out ahead of him. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about leadership, right? This is part of what leadership is. Part of leadership is going first. It's being sent by him to places where we hope his kingdom will show up, right? So we go to cities and we plant churches in unreached areas. We start ministries that reach out to people in unsupported and unreached areas. Maybe you're a teacher and you feel God calling you to go to a school system that is in high, low-income um, high poverty area, and and you know, man, I've got to go first. Sometimes that's what leadership requires of us is that we go first. So Jesus is sending his disciples out before he goes, right? Now listen to this. He told them, verse 2, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He said, I'm sending you out into an environment where there are endless opportunities and limited resources. Did you get that? Limitless opportunities, limited resources. First, I want to kick off this episode, this discussion, by making sure that we all have a very clear understanding that Jesus faced lack. So he he could have he could have had a poverty mindset right? The disciples could have had a poverty mindset. Well, we, we don't have enough help. And, and I, and I say that because as a pastor, I talk to a lot of other pastors and no matter what size church those pastors serve, some churches are, you know, 50 people and less. Some are right around that 75 to 80 member 
average that we see in America. I know I've got friends that pastor mega churches. If you asked every single one of them right now on September 27th, as we're heading into the fall season and people are drinking pumpkin spice, whatever, what is your greatest need? Here's what they would say without fail. They would say people and money. Can we just sum that up as resources? So all of us as leaders face limited resources. That's never going to change. I think sometimes we feel like if we're the right, if we're the best leader, if we, if we're a really good leader, then we'll never have to struggle with lack of resources. But Jesus, Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, like the Savior of the world sent from heaven to, st- to come into this earth and pay the price for us to have a relationship with the God of the universe, his Father, that Jesus didn't have enough. He said, I'm sending you out. The harvest is plentiful. There's going to be limitless opportunity, but the workers are few. There's going to be limited resources. And I believe he was, he was teaching his disciples something in this verse, and we're going to see it play out in a couple, in, in a couple chapters in Luke chapter 12. He was teaching them something that would help them overcome not overcome lack and overcome poverty, but overcome the lack and poverty mindset. And that is huge. How we think about what we're facing is often even more important than what we're actually facing. So here's what he said. Here's what we should do when we have limitless opportunity and limited resources. We should ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Typically what we do when we need more help is we ask people. We ask the people that we're looking at to do more. And what that ends up doing, it just wears people out. It it causes burnout and all the words that we're afraid of, right? It causes people to give up because we're almost we are almost begging people to do more because we see the limitless opportunity. And we know that if we can't get people to hop on board and help us, then we might lose that opportunity. But Jesus didn't tell the disciples, Hey, because there's not enough workers, go find some more workers. He said the, the, the need that we face should cause us to ask the Lord of the harvest. That's prayer. Y'all. That's coming to a father and saying, I know that you love the people in my city even more than I do. And so if I feel the burden of not enough help, then what I know is you feel that burden even more so. And so I'm asking you, Lord, to move on people's hearts so that they will step up, help, serve, Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And that's that word for send out is ekbalo. Um, we don't have time to go into all that now. It's one of my favorite Greek words. It, it, it's a forceful word. Um, it literally means to launch somebody out. It's not like this, sim, this um, gentle, let me get the door for you as you head out the door to go tell people about Jesus. So it's like, he's like, 
that's like a balloon launcher, right? Like I want to launch you right where I want you to go. That's what he wants to do. It's the same word that's used to talk about how Jesus would drive out demons. He would ekbalo demons. And here in this verse, he's going to ek, the Lord of the harvest is going to ekbalo workers into the harvest field. You with me? And then he goes on to talk about how, like, don't take a purse or a bag or sandals. He says, like, don't take stuff with you because just because there's lack, you don't have to, you don't have to make that up. God's going to provide what you need. So you just go, just go. And as you're going, ask the Lord of the harvest to move on the hearts of people so that they also would come and be sent by him, followed by him into the same harvest field that you're going to be going into. Now, two chapters later, right? That's in Luke chapter 10. We, we head over to Luke chapter 12. I just want you to see how this kind of plays out. And this, this is amazing to me. This is just revolutionized how I look at church volunteers and how we, how we should recruit them, um, how we should maybe not beg them, how we, just, we, should, we don't have to pressure people into the opportunity to serve. All we have to do is ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest field. So the beginning of Luke chapter 12 says this. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples. Check this out. They're, they're living out what Jesus just talked about in Luke chapter 10. He said, I'm sending you out into a harvest field that is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And now here there are two chapters later, literally looking at a crowd of a harvest field that is so great that people were trampling on one another. And the first thing Jesus did was not organize the disciples to go work in that harvest field and do certain things so that people would stop trampling on each other. It's not because Jesus didn't care about people. It's because he's trying to get to something that's more important. He's got something that he wants to tell and teach the leaders first. And so he begins to speak first to his disciples. Just picture this, a mass of thousands of people trampling one another, total chaos. And in the middle of that, Jesus took time to first speak to his disciples because y'all, as leaders, we have to get this first before we can ever pass it on to other people. We, we can't impart what we have not ingested, right? So here's what Jesus, I'm not going to do the whole chapter, but Jesus starts talking about watching out for hypocrisy. That's, that's a heart issue, right? Then he starts talking about um, not being afraid of people who can kill the body but can't kill the soul. That's internal. Then he starts talking about greed the the parable of the rich fool that's internal do you see what you see in the theme here this is all internal and then in verse 22 he starts talking about worry he says don't worry about your life don't worry about what you're going to eat or about your body what you will wear life is more than food and the body is more than clothes consider the ravens they don't sow or reap they have no storeroom or barn yet God feeds them. In other words, he's saying the ravens are not like that rich young, the, the rich fool who built bigger and bigger storehouses and bigger and bigger barns and then died without being able to use any of it. He said, Ravens don't even build storerooms and yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? 
Man, what a question, right? Since you can't do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? <laughs> Jesus just said that if we could, if we were able to worry and add hours onto our life, a single hour, he calls that a little thing. I don't know about you, but if I could like use my mind to give myself more time, that seems like a big thing. Jesus said, if you can't even do that little thing, why do you worry about the rest? I don't know if y'all can hear um, my device or not, but every time I say certain S words, Siri's like all over that, right? And so she's, I think she's just listening to the Bible study. Now, verse 27, consider how the lilies grow. They don't labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? God didn't set eternity in the hearts of the lilies. He set eternity in the hearts of man. And that's what he's saying here. Like that grass is here today and gone tomorrow, but how much more will he clothe you? You're going to live forever. He says, and do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Don't even worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things. Your father knows that you need them. Here's our verse, verse 31. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you. Do not be afraid, little flock, verse 32, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Jesus says to his disciples, I'm sending you out into a harvest field that has limitless opportunities, but you're going to experience limited resources. But when you experience limited resources, and two chapters later, when we're sitting in front of a crowd that is so large that they are trampling on each other and you are overwhelmed by how we're going to take care of that crowd, when we're in that situation and all you see is lack and I don't have enough help and there are not enough volunteers, when that's all you can see, he says, I don't want you to be afraid because your father has given you the kingdom. And there's something about understanding that we have been given the kingdom that sets us free from the fear that we might lose things. Just the other day I was watching um, TV and they, they showed a commercial for um, gold, right? Like it's a good time to buy gold. But they don't just come out there and say, hey, it's a good time to buy gold. They come out and say, you know, with this... Um, this dark music playing in the background, suspenseful theme music. And they say, hey, you know, um, Bitcoin is down 58% and the stock market's down 32%. NASDAQ is down 22% and everything's going down, 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 down. Hey, and this is a good time to buy gold. They, they play on the fear of, oh God, what if we lose all that we have? What if tomorrow we woke up and our retirement was gone? What if I didn't own a home? What if I didn't have a car? The enemy is the one that plays and preys on fear. Jesus says, don't be afraid of a lack. Even when you see lack, remember, don't be afraid because your father has given you the kingdom. And because you understand that you have an abundance through him, the next verse says, so sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
we cannot be truly generous. We cannot truly sell what we have and give to the poor if we haven't been set free from this poverty mindset. Because we're always going to look at the, the pie like it's a limited pie and we can only get a certain number of pieces out of it. And, and that's why Jesus wanted his disciples to see you're going to be going into a world that is full of lack. And I need you to be secure in the fact that you've already been given the kingdom. So when you experience lack, instead of fretting about it and worrying about it, you will turn your attention to the source, right? Listen, imagine this. Imagine if you and I snapped our fingers and became billionaires. I'm just picturing right now all the things that I could do with a couple billion dollars, right? If we had a couple billion dollars in our bank account, what would you do if you were out and you looked in your wallet and realized that you had no cash? My guess is you would head to an ATM and withdraw some more money. The lack of cash in your wallet in the moment wouldn't cause you to panic and worry because you would know I can just go to the ATM machine and I can with, make a withdrawal on the account that has basically unlimited resources. That's what Jesus was saying to his disciples and that's what he's saying to us as well. When you face lack, don't fret. Just turn your attention to the source, right? So when we're ministering and we don't have enough help and there aren't enough volunteers, he said, don't, don't try to get more people to do stuff. Just go to the source. Ask the Lord of the harvest to ekbalo workers into the field. And when you are in places and you realize, oh, I, I don't have enough and I'm worried about what I'm going to eat and what I'm going to wear and all these things, he says, look, don't be afraid because your father has already given you the kingdom. What Jesus is saying is, turn your attention to the father and make a withdrawal on what he's already given you. He's given you the kingdom. Withdraw from that and then take those resources, those riches, those eternal riches and invest them in the people that you're ministering to. I hope that encourages you today. I know that it encourages me because y'all, we see lack everywhere that we go, right? We see people that have needs everywhere we go. And sometimes that can cause us, it can just drain us and think, oh, who God is going to help us? And he's like, hey, just you let the lack point you to the source. And when you do, I will pour out a blessing on you that you cannot even contain. Y'all, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this conversation. I pray that it encourages you and that you have a fantastic rest of your week. I can't wait to catch you when the next episode drops. You've been listening to the Reluctant Leader Podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this conversation. You can follow us at the Reluctant Leader Podcast.com or wherever you download your podcast. Be sure that you subscribe and like us and leave us a rating and a comment. We'd love to hear from you and hear what God's showing you. And remember this no matter how reluctant you feel, keep saying yes and he'll do the rest.